Jess on his right. Hey, hold up. Don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret. He's wearing shorts. It's time for Waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. Good morning, Bakers. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to a special Wake and Jake, myself, BBD, and we will be joined by our good friend, Trevor Plouffe, to talk more MLB trade deadline. Uh, I'm getting more and more juice on it. A, we had a great Wake and Jake the other day. People listening, people are excited, and I get it. I mean, we're kind of in a, I don't want to say a show hole, People remember that old commercial. Uh, but we're in, it's baseball or bust. Uh, you guys know I listen a lot of Ryan Rossillo. He did like a couple book review podcasts the other day because he's kind of out of the baseball game as of right now. Like baseball is king unless you're not in it. You're waiting for training camp to start for football, which will start soon. The calendar changes to August next week, right? That's yeah. It's wild. It's wild. The older the you get. The deadline is August 2nd, which is a week from today. Tuesday. Tuesday. So, and yeah, we're pre recording to get Trev on. uh, And we have another big John Boy Media activity we're doing. Uh, You guys probably already saw the floorball. Something along those lines, maybe a little bit sillier. And also, thank you all for tuning in to Floorball. Uh, And if you didn't, honestly, go check it out. It's, I promise you, you will not regret watching it. Uh, It's entertaining. I'm not the biggest hockey guy. You guys know. Here, know this for sure. Uh, but it's not about that. It's just competitive. It's fun. Um, you got to check out game one. It's The action in game one ended up being perfect. We we couldn't script it better. Um, and perfect then, start to the series. Is game two Thursday? Are we doing Monday, Thursday? I believe Monday, Thursday. My first game's this coming Monday. So we'll Hello. promo it on that week and Jake, I guess. But keep an eye out. Captain of We Got Eyes. So, a lot of fun there. Uh, The trade deadline approaches. Uh, Actually, I think this episode is Trev's episode. Like, mm, the next floorball episode that comes out. The Forgotten Rotten. Their team is so fun. Trev, Nikki Cass, Ben DiNucci, uh, Dalton Feely, Nikki Cass's friend, who's looking like he may become a warehouse regular. Hilarious dude. Um, He's going to be... I think he's going to work his way into fan favorite territory. I think he can. I think he really can. Um, and, yeah, man, I uh, Ben DiNucci's an awesome guy. He he messaged me on Instagram. We're now friends. Uh, and he messaged me on Instagram after the game last night, and he said, dude, you're pretty funny. I said, thanks, Ben DiNucci. He just got to Cowboys training camp out in California. So mm. he I've was seeing those tweets today from, like, the Jets account. Like the offensive linemen came in together. It's coming. It's coming. It's exciting oh. for football fans. I mean, there it's going to be one of those weird things in like three weeks. We'll have one of those weird one-off college football games, and we'll be like, holy smokes. This is starting. It's getting real. I saw um, some Tyree Killster in the pot quotes. Always. 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 Uh, yeah, listen to a quarterback's ranking thing. So we'll, we'll have some of that down the pipeline. Uh, but for right now, it's baseball trade deadline season. Uh, going to bring in Trev. I, I think the only thing I want to get out there before Trev comes on 
There was one piece of baseball news that got a little buried. Well, people are talking about the international draft, and that's very important. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not going to deep dive into it. I, I haven't been lost in the weeds with Passin, and uh, Alden Gonzalez has, has done a really good good job closing it. But, you know, classic MLB, MLBPA negotiations. There's a gap. Uh, the gap never got closed. So uh, there's still a lot to figure out there. I'll be honest with you. Offseason's probably the time for that. Uh, and we'll get there when we get there because the trade deadline is coming. It's so exciting. The couple baseball things that need to get checked off. DeGrom is making another rehab start Wednesday. Uh, if you're a baseball fan, Mets fan, basically anyone that's not a Braves fan, I think you're rooting for that to go well. Um, and Braves fans, they're not rooting for him to get hurt necessarily, but that's that's a bad man. It that's, can't be exciting you. It's the baddest man in baseball. Fan. When he's right. So uh, that's good news. We heard when we were um, out in L.A., Jolly Jolly got some wind, caught a little wind, uh, that DeGrom's next start had been pushed. So he's going back at it again. So that's exciting. Um, another tiny one that we'll see how much it really matters, uh, Mackenzie Gore, a uh, young Padres pitcher. He left with some elbow soreness. What does that do? To affect the trade deadline, we'll see. And then, man, it just got buried under the Red Sox pile of shit they've turned into. Pardon my French. Do you know who the Rays lost the other day? Um, I know guys are like officially out for the year that had been out for a little while. Zanino and Kiermaier. Yeah. I mean, very much Rays in their own way. Uh, Zanino, although he had a monster season and was one of the best catchers. Kiermaier, he's obviously Kiermaier. The bat, not necessarily there. When it is, uh, it makes him an elite player because his center field defense is, I mean, more or less historic. They're both out for the season. Um, And the Rays, who we talk a lot about the Blue Jays because they've been, you know, super talented, high expectations. This is supposed to be the year. Uh... The Red Sox, they came back into the season. Now it seems like they're back on their way out of this season. Uh, although they did win last night, right? So uh, I think people are saying the Red Sox are going to sell. I still have this next seven days circled because if they win, you can't trade away J.D. Martinez. Um, you know, I, you can't trade away Nathan Evaldi. Xander Bogarts, I don't think that was happening either way just because he's so attached to that franchise that the prospect value you're going to get back is just going to end up being laughable. That You might as well ride it out and still continue to negotiate and hope you land in a good spot. The Rays team is a really funky roster, and I think they have a big August that uh, losing Kiermaier and Zanino, two guys Trevor Plouffe was teammates with, um, that one kind of got buried. Not Zanino, Kiermaier. Yeah. Not Zanino, Kiermaier. Am I on the show right now? You are on the show, Trev. I, I, I was going to introduce you uh, after doing this Athletic I Greens. No introduction. I was going to do an AG1 read, if that's okay with you. Yeah, I love AG. We got to keep the lights on. I love JG, too. But AG1, Athletic Greens. Uh, Trev, you know our guy Chris Rose uh, he's getting up there in age. We're worried. He's he's older. Oldest, in decent shape. Oldest like, guy at the company. Yeah. 
he is it. He's in decent shape. He lost some weight recently. He's been keeping an eye mm. on it more, and he's been doing that also with AG1 because he gets his 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, contains less than one gram of sugar. Mm. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good, and it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. To make it even easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D mm. and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Jake. Oh, Trevor's going to like that. Athleticgreens.com slash Jake to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you, AG1. Athleticgreens.com slash Jake, baby. Uh, that voice you may have heard uh, as mm. I was talking about kind of a buried story from the Rays that just their starting center fielder and catcher are going to be out for the year. Uh, it was my friend and number one baseball analyst in the world, Trevor Plouffe. I'll take that. Yeah. And friend for sure. Friend for sure. I, yeah. I wanted to go back to Athletic Greens real quick. Sure. I, the way I envision this, people, is it's like you're playing a video game and your health is diminishing a little Ooh. bit, so you get the little – power up that's like what putting ag into your body's like that's how i every time i drink i'm like power up bam like you go to bed and your your that meter is on like 10 percent, and then you go to sleep and it gets up to like 80 but then you take your ag and you're at yeah. 99.99 uh trev i i was thinking about you hey i was thinking mm-hmm. about you all day yesterday uh but i didn't think to text you uh until it was about no. 10.30, and I was high on my couch. Um, I got caught up in it a little last night. My my sweet Jess was heading to Florida to see her family, so you would have been proud of me. I got involved. I helped, uh, did a little wedding stuff. I did her laundry for her because wow. that's that's the kind of guy I am. Uh, and she that's was, nice of you. She was a little backed up at work, um, so I should have texted you earlier. But, dude, uh, and the reason why, baseball's so hot in the streets, Trev. Mm. I, know, I know that's become one of our joking lines. But it's also true, man. Like football teams are like just reporting to camp. NBA, the movement has really stopped unless there's like a big KD trade. The baseball trade trade deadline is kind of the best game in town, and it feels like it's the most exciting deadline in a little bit. Cause man, the Soto stuff just has people going. Otani still doesn't feel real if that could ever no. drop. It's not, right? not that's not real you can't you can't do that but dude where's enough for us to dream where where i where i kind of want to start with you luis castillo has been talked about for a little bit in the year and a half and that's kind of the favorite trade in baseball the one that has me and it was kind of my like oh shit moment you've brought it up a few times on talking baseball dude wilson Contreras is one of the best hitting catchers we've seen in a long time He's going yes. to get traded. He's a pure rental. I dug into some of the conversations, and it kind of matters what team he lands on. And I guess the conversation is, are they going to have him catch? Um, but Wilson Contreras, why aren't we talking about him more? I think I think within the baseball circle, we're definitely talking about him. And it's a, it's an interesting thing with him. It's like the teams that need offense from the catchers, value defense from their catchers very much so so you, you know you look at the the uh, astros or the guardians and these are teams that 
really don't care what they get offensively out of their catcher. But as you're sitting there looking at your roster and you're the GM putting this team together for a playoff run, it's like, I'd sure like some offense out of that position. That'd be nice to upgrade there. You got this guy who's, you know, having probably his, his best season of his career. I'm getting the numbers up right now. I mean, he's got an 847 OPS as a catcher, 137 OPS plus. I mean, he, you're not going to find guys like that. So it's particularly the Astros. And I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I, I keep thinking about them um, because I was, I was also checking on in on Josh Bell and like his landing spots. And he's a real fit for them too. Like, the Astros have been they've been said to be like very aggressive or like have been calling teams a lot already, which is kind of scary. But I think Contreras is is going to land um with a team that we're not thinking about. Like a, a, some teams gonna get really aggressive and like you're saying, maybe not even use them at catcher, but just go out and get that bat. And I guess that's the one team that like if before the season, I think the odds on favor for Wilson Contreras was the Mets who they still they got Vogel back um people are saying or I guess Mets fans are hoping that's not their big move not shots fired at Vogel who's who's actually been really nice this season versus righties yeah but I guess Wilson Contreras kind of hits both their needs a little bit if they want him to catch you can have him catch or if you want a righty DH that day that I I wonder if it's one of those things that we it just got said so much whenever we talked about Wilson Contreras this offseason or earlier in the year that the Mets still should be the landing area or if there's going to be the the team that jumps in that we're not thinking about. I, I mentioned the Cardinals. And, yeah. like, you know, I understand what Yachty means to that organization, but I think he's willing to say, hey, look, like, you know, first of all, he's out right now. Right. Second of all, like, I think he's willing to say, look, this could be an op- upgrade for us and we can go deep into the postseason. There's a way to get both of those guys playing time. Obviously, the Universal DH helps in this situation. The Padres are a team that could look to add him. Like, he can kind of fit, you know, quite a few places. There's not too many teams who are just like, hey, we got a great catcher, right? Like, catching is one of those positions, dude. just doesn't happen like that. So, He's definitely one uh, we're looking for, and, and are they going to package him with a hap? Like if that happens, then mm. there's just there's a lot going on in the trade deadline because, particularly because we have the extra two teams in the playoffs. So now we're getting 500 ball clubs saying, "Oh, we could do it." Um, that's you know that's why the Red Sox are I don't think are going to sell because I don't think they can do that to their fan base. Um, but also because there's no waiver deadline past the trade deadline right you know, typically we have all of august and you can you can play some funny business and still make your you know roster adjustments but now this is it dude yeah you got till august 2nd and it's over and that's your team baseball should have you watched that the the netflix uh formula one show whatever it is what is it time to drive or something like that is it f1 yeah i haven't but people have been telling me to for quite some time I mean, same. Dude, if if baseball did, and front offices would never let this happen because they're, I mean, they treat it like they got the the nuclear codes. But could you imagine if they did like a a month-long trade deadline show where they let cameras in the room and you heard the different rumors and stuff? I mean... (laughs) It'd be fun. It would be incredible. It'll never happen, so I'll stop dreaming about it. 
Um, dude, the front office is, yeah, they, they treat like <laughs> we got proprietary data. I'm like, right. dude, you, everyone's looking at the same fucking numbers, yeah. dude. Okay. So I'm, like, what? I'm so sick of that. Yeah. Like I've heard that from so many people in baseball, like, Oh, we trust our numbers over their numbers. Like what the fuck does that mean? Your numbers over their numbers. So yeah, you have the trackman, you have actual <laughs> stats. Um, no, it's, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. I, I will say, uh, I was listening to Tone the Slab, uh, Justin mm. Shackle, David Cohn, James Smythe, your guy Dan Rourke producing it, uh, and they were talking about which uh, we'll we'll go to the big fish, we'll go to Washington and Soto. Mm. Uh, that they were talking about just all the little wrinkles that go into this. You were one of the first ones, Trev. I'll give you credit talking about the ownership part of this, about selling the team and what's that mean. Um, I was talking to, and you probably know who this is, one of our sources inside baseball. He was kind of in alarmist mode. He, he thinks this whole trade is going to turn into a salary dump. Um, but I, I don't think it gets there. You're dealing Juan Soto. You have to get young talent involved in the process. Mike Rizzo, the GM, he's an old-school baseball scout guy mm-hmm. that – they were talking about how much will that factor in. And more so, I do think what you're saying is right. All these teams have the same information. <laughs> like yeah. there, there's, there's not one team that has different units of measurement or something. But I do think they evaluate talent differently and value talent differently. That Sure, you could see Oswald Peraza on the Yankees as, oh, he's the number 25 overall prospect. The Nationals could look at him and like, that guy's never going to make it on a major league field. And that's the thing sure. that we, we never know about trades. They, the team trading has to like your prospects. And there's a little Mike Rizzo, potentially old school side to this. Um, where are you at? Because I know I, I've been flip-flopping. Do you think Soto's going to go before the deadline? I do. Yeah? I, I think he, I mean, he's the main piece right now that like, the real contenders, these the big boys are going after. And it's 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 interesting because I think we mentioned this on Talking Baseball. It's like if you're focusing solely on Juan Soto, then you miss out on him. Well, like you so you gotta be playing like three or four different it's like you're at the blackjack table and you got like four hands going. Because if he doesn't work out and now all of a sudden you didn't make these other trades because you're holding out for a Juan Soto deal, you know that's not a good thing for your team. So it's, it's like I said, GMs are going to have to earn their money. I think, I think Yankees, Dodgers, Mets, Cardinals, Mariners, Padres are kind of all have a, a good shot to land this guy. So it's, he's a generational talent. He comes to your organization. It's forever changed. That's what we're dealing with now. So that is, you know, it's, it's a, it's kind of crazy that he, it's only, he's only been available for what, like, two weeks, three weeks yeah. max, you know, he turns down that deal and they say, Oh, we think we're going to shop. I'm like, that doesn't give you a lot of time to prepare for something like this. And that's the other thing where uh, my BS meter usually, usually does my BS meter is usually not even on. Cause I, I just am BS that I, I don't smell it. But dude, going back to that nationals offer, everything we've talked about, about their ownership, kind of wanting potentially a clean sheet and stuff. I think it's all like BS, like that that they truly didn't give Juan like a real offer, and they just wanted to get it out there to cover their butts so that they can trade yeah. him and be like, oh well, 
He want he wants almost half a bill, so we're just going to trade him. Um, and I think if they can get off Corbin in the process, I, I think that's a main part of it. I don't think they can get off Strasburg. I I had some people saying that, but like, no way. That's 35, yeah. 35 for like four years plus 80 after that because they gave him a weird Nats contract. Like, that can't be yeah. happening. We, we kind of were like, we kind of were talking about him getting traded before it was out there. Because we, we kept saying, like, what do you do if you're the Nationals with Juan Soto? You have nobody to surround him with. You know you're going to trade Josh Bell as well, and then he's just going to be this guy by himself there. Like, you either have to surround him quickly with talent or you have to get rid of it. We We talked about this, and I think that they've made up their mind kind of like they're seeing what happens with Mike Trout in Anaheim. Yeah. It's it's you know, you can have your guy, but if you if you can't figure out a way to surround him with a winning team, it's all for naught. Now sure, he's going to sell tickets and jerseys and you know, he's the face of your franchise. That is that's worth a ton to this organization. There's no doubt about that, especially a player of his magnitude. Like this guy is a historical baseball player. I can't stress that enough. So, you know, he's valuable, but if your goal, which it should be, is to win World Series and you you just don't trust yourself enough to surround him with good talent, then your only other option is to to go try to get max value for him. And that's part of the reason I keep flip-flopping. I'm currently on team he's going to get traded because the main reason I keep coming back to is the GM ego side of this. If you're a GM and you can trade for Juan Soto and like add that feather to your cap, you do it. Like, whatever prospect package you're going to give up is not going to hurt you more than Juan Soto's, like, Hall of Fame career in two and a yeah. half years you're going to get from him. Like, it's it's just never happened. It's, you're not going to trade away two Hall of Fame guys for one Hall of Fame guy. I guess the part which brings me back to the flop is that you mentioned Ian Happ, our guy, John Boy Media. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were yeah. the first one to call him nine-figure Happ, I think. Nine-figure Happ, yep. This Juan Soto trade is going to be a big one. It's going to be historical if it happens before the deadline or if it doesn't. There's a lot of teams that have a lot of needs, a lot of the big boys, my New yes. York Yankees. If you're one of these teams and you're eyeing the deadline and you're talking about playing different hands, and this Rizzo trade, to, or excuse me, Rizzo, he's already on the team. Soto trade, there's a lot of moving parts between money and prospects and getting that figured out. We've got about a week left, a week as we record. At what point do you start getting nervous and you're playing your other hands? Say you're the Yankees. A, you don't know the Nats are going to trade Soto at all. They might yeah. just get cold feet and say we're not getting the package. That one of these teams at some point is going to say, I'm done with those dudes. Like, I'll take Ian Happ, who, by the way, his defense has improved this year. He was an all-star. Like, someone's... Usually, the big trade has to happen first, and then the following trades trickle in. I think the tricklers are going to start happening, and teams are just going to say, screw this, man. I don't, I don't even know if they're going to move this guy. It's a possibility, you know, like some guys are going to say, hey, we really don't have a shot, so let's just go start getting the second, third tier guys, which are excellent ball players. I mean, Juan Soto's on a whole nother level. I agree. Like, you have to make moves. That's what I was saying. Like, these GMs just can't just sit around and wait for the Nationals to choose them. Like, they need to go make moves now. It's a week left, and that's it. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious to see if any team, you know, say like the Yankees, sure, they don't they don't really want to give up their prospects, and but they want to act like they're in the Juan Soto deal, so maybe to block other teams. Like if they say, hey, here's our package, like let us know, mm. give us a counter, and they and the Nats are like, dude, we can get Bulpy and we can get a couple other guys and whatever. I don't even know who your top prospects are. Sure. I'm not a Yankee dude. I'm a Crespi baseball guy. Crespi. But, hey, if you put together a package and you get the Nats thinking about you, then at the last second, now nah, we're good. You might screw another team out of it. Is there back channeling like that? I don't know, man. I'd like to think so. And we need a TV show to show us. Right? Because how cool would that be if, uh, <laughs> like... Kevin if, Costner, if, he did. He would do that. If, if the Yankees got, like, uh, I'm trying to think. The Yankees got the Dodgers to trade for Benintendi because they thought they were out of the Soto deal, and then it's still there, and now they're sitting there with Benny. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> hey, they just you know what I love flip, about this show, Jake? Insta flip Benny to another team. What do you love? It's not a baseball show. I can talk about other stuff, dude. I actually just got excited while we were talking some of the best best baseball commentary you can find. I was excited, and yeah. I was like, in three minutes, I I want to like. Post game some LA All Star Weekend with you, because like mm. you your draft story still not out there and stuff. Um, I don't oh know. yeah, just yeah, you yeah. being the just... king at the draft, like you and Passon are okay now. I think the world deserves to know that. Um, Pass and I are best friends. There was a moment, but then we overcame it. I was hanging out with legendary baseball players. Right. Um, it was great, dude. But I, I wanted to ask you, yeah, and then I gotta go because I gotta do baseball right. today. Uh, did you see the new? Bengals helmets they put out the, the white alternate. ones yes yes hot yeah like that team is hot first of all orange black works yeah it works first no matter team. what sports you're in it just works okay the helmet is when they put those things on yeah you're sprinkling you're sprinkling on that Whenever you get a chance there's something about white clothes I think I'm gonna start getting more and more into it I mean Brides literally wear white on their wedding day, which shows you that it's 1-1. Like, that's the winner. Pure. You're just pure. That ends all arguments. If you see a team in a white jersey before it gets anything on it, you're like, that's so clean. So much better than gray jerseys. Oh, my God. That I almost, people may remember this from our Denver All-Star game, the loop jerseys we wore. I almost threw that on the other day just because it's black and white. I was like, summer's here. I'm kind of hot. This is a clean jersey. And then I was mm. kind of like, no free ads. Like, that's not who uh, I am. That's true. You know, even though I just shouted them out. Um, also true. How dumb. Let's do one. Just what's like a trade deadline thing that's kind of on your mind that you feel like you haven't gone out yet. And, and maybe it's... Uh, Maybe it is Ian Happ. Maybe it's like the Sox just aren't going to sell. Maybe it's Benintendi, Josh Bell. Um, that nobody, I, Nobody's really talking about Montes. I, I don't know. I guess if, if there's one thing you want to get off your chest. Josh Bell to the Astros is extremely scary for the rest of the American League. And I also think that David Robertson is going to have a massive role in a pennant-chasing team. He's found something. He looks really good. He's just one of those guys that always – he's just – He's a pitcher that few people can hit, and he can get on a run if you need him to. So I, I these are the type of guys. I mean, yeah, the one sort of thing is awesome. 
And yes, it could bring you a championship and he's going to be a big part of your organization. But I love the little pieces that come in and kind of become those postseason heroes. We see it every fucking year, Jake. You go in and some bullpen dude gets hot and all of a sudden he's the closer or he's got the he's got the high leverage situations. Like, I love that stuff. I think Dave Robertson could be that guy. He's done um, it. Yeah, he's done it. Yeah, so that's it's. I love stuff like that. Or like, you know, a hitter that all of a sudden just gets hot and he's starting every day. Love That's, that. Your your guy Rosie's been on a big Bednar is going to dr- get traded from the Pirates, which I don't yeah. know. I, I mean, he kind of embodies Pittsburgh, and uh, I love when a new team kind of has their new closer. Like, I hope the Pirates in two years were talking about David Bednar. He's been their closer. Like, he's their guy. Uh, but Rosie's kind of been on it. Like, he's got a lot of service time left. You can get a lot of value. You can find relievers. And he was saying, like, you know, if you're a really good team, you throw him in your seventh inning, you feel awesome. If you need him get to get the save, like, we'll find out. Like, let's see who yeah. you are, dude, because it's, it's just different. Um, but, yeah, Robertson, he's that perfect mix of, like, he still has enough in his arm. And, dude, the older you get, you're just so smart. Like, I think yeah. I could work... 24 year old me in basketball just because I would just be just so much smarter and like I think that gets overlooked in sports a lot yeah and the way people are working now and the training that we're doing and the tech with pitchers like you're just seeing older pitchers have success I mean look at the look what we have right now in the game Wainwright doing what he's doing Verlander obviously is the prime example Scherzer like these guys are all like at an age where you'd say they're not supposed to be pitching like this anymore. And we're getting guys throwing career high heaters. So it's, um, uh, yeah, I think he'll be great. I think he's gonna be really good for a team. I think the Dodgers might scoop him up. What else? I say the Dodgers for everybody. Right. I mean, it's not, I think that's just my go-to. It's not a bad team to pick. Yanks need him. David Roberts. Bring him back. Only giving up 20 hits this year. In about 40 innings. Doesn't he fit perfectly for you guys now? He would. We need bullpen help. He was a former Yankee, so you don't have to do any yeah. of that stuff. He did have a weird going away. I don't know if you remember this. He, like, didn't pay the clubbies yeah. out from the postseason or something. So, I don't I know. I don't you... remember that, but that's tough. It doesn't seem like him. Right? Uh, he's a nice dude. But he's got... Big calves. There's a... You remember he, like, he also, like, fired his agent because he wanted to do his contract himself, and then he... So, I don't know. He's got something funky going on there. That hey, bro, I... can you throw a baseball? Yeah, he sure can. And he can, <laughs> he can, he can handle the big Can you fire that Just pill in there? For him. How, um, how are you doing spiritually? We'll get you out of here in a minute, but, I mean, you're right. We don't have to talk sports here. It's you and me. Like, what's, what's new in your life? What's some advice you can pass on to people? How was LA All-Star Week? It was... Good. I've been watching the show alone on Netflix, right? Okay. And you start to question yourself like, hey, this world we live in, it's for for pansies, kind of. Like, I can just go to my fridge and turn my stove on and turn the heater on, all this stuff. Like, you start to wonder, like, could how long could you survive out there? What kind, what kind of man are you really? Can you catch your own food? Can you hunt? Can you forage? I've been thinking a lot about that lately. Post-apocalyptic world. What kind of person am I going to be? Am I going to be someone that has to like bow down to the guy that can get me food? Right. Or am I going to be that guy? Am I going to be the alpha? I think I'm just been trying to see and question myself. And if I am deficient in some areas, I better start to work on it, man. You never know. I have a I can weird... catch a fish. That's what I know. That's pretty good. I, I have a weird fascination with post-apocalyptic stuff. I used to... Mm-hmm. Um, 
there was a horrible TV show on like the Travel Channel that was like a post-apocalyptic show. I Google it like twice a year because I forget the name of it. But okay. it uh. It was a it was a great watch and like they they had some smart people in there and you watched the dynamics of the society. I don't have much to bring. I think we all know that. Um, but I'm also a survivor and I you know I'm willing to do what it takes. So I think I'd be okay. Yeah. But I just I couldn't be so high up the pecking order. I think you'd be a guy that are like let's send Jake to investigate. Yeah, like I would. <laughs> you can help figure stuff out. I would have to do some of the risky stuff to earn my keep. <laughs> and I know that. And I know that. And yeah. I'm not excited about it. Uh, yeah, I can shoot a bow a little bit, but I wouldn't be like the bow hunter. I know that. And that's kind of like, if you're the bow hunter, you're the guy. Because you, you're bringing home the big game. Do you ever do, I mean, I know we're climbing the media rate ranks. We're super famous. It was tough for us to even walk around LA. One of my buddies sparked me the other day. And, you know, you made a nice career playing baseball. People forget that. Just doing the, like, you know, to actually go out to Wyoming, get a dog, like, just kind of live up there. Like, less TV, less, like, fancy dinners and stuff, just to, like, exhale, kind of enjoy the nature of it all. I did a little bit of that last night and it was, I don't know. I hadn't done that in a while. I don't know if the city got me or what. I think I could do that's like, you know, give me two weeks out there. That's enough. I, yeah. I need people. That's I need true. entertainment, man. You know, like you could fantasize that all, about that all you want. Yeah. It's and no offense to Texas. Okay. Sure. I'm going to, I'm going to bag on Texas right now a little bit. You know, a lot of people from California were like, we're going to get out of here, bro. I'm going to Texas. So you can go to Texas. Yeah. Then you got to live in Texas. And so I knew people. I knew like three people that went out there. They all moved back to California. Wow. Hmm. There's nothing to do out there. Yeah. No, I mean, Tex- Texas means a lot of different things. If you're... I mean, well, they moved to they moved to like the cities and stuff. And still, I told you, you got to live in Texas, man. Nothing, if, you're, if you're from California, specifically Southern California, the, your options are just crazy. And then you get those taken away from you. They all came back. I'm just kind of a Texas hater, even though I had um, I claimed residence there. Hey, as a as a young child, people people forget. I Arlington. I had a I had a year and a half uh, in Texas. the The Dallas Jake documentary is going to be a fucking weird one, man. Did you feel that way about Dallas? Like I did. Like it's it, it was big and but not it wasn't wasn't big. It was it felt big, but then you realized it wasn't big. Dude, it's so small. I was yeah. I was blown away because someone said that, and I was like, no, dude. Like, I know it's not New York City, but it's a city. Dude, it got so small so quick. Like, you could tell who went to what school, and everyone knew each other, and you reckon It was wild. I, could, I couldn't believe it that in, like, in a year and a half, like, I had flushed out, like, every neighborhood. Like, you, you have your spots, and you, yeah. you, you know the cool times to go there. But yeah, man, it it was it was surprising. Like it it got small quick. Um, and now you're a city boy. You're screwed, dude. You have all New York. Yeah. You have all this these options, food options, entertainment options. You you can't move anywhere now. You're gonna feel bored immediately, dude. Uh, kind LA, of a gift and a curse. L.A. and New York City, you know. And then we'll do our two weeks in Montana or something. Mm-hmm. John Boy Media, Montana. <sighs> I like that. Trevor, I I think we got to send you to uh, Jam's dad, Chris Rose. I gotta go. I appreciate you hopping on. You know the Wake and Jake people love you. They're they're mm. 420 friendly, so 
I might have this morning as I woke up very early. I'll text you some other things that I did this morning. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm excited for that. Trev, I love you, Big Daddy. Have fun with Rosie. You, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll be seeing you in a little bit. Yes. See you guys. Bye, BBD. See you soon. Love. That was four-time All-Star Trevor Plouffe. Jam Warehouse All-Star Trevor Plouffe. Uh, again, he'll be playing in the floorball tournament. We we think Thursday that comes tomorrow out. night as your as you're seeing this premiere. Yeah, he uh, dude, they're him, Danucci, and Nikki Cass, and like we said, uh, you'll be introduced to their goalie Dalton. It was supposed to be Dan Rourke. Everyone was pretty bummed out that it wasn't Dan Rourke because God, amazing that would that content would have been so good and so bad. Um, but Dalton ended up being perfect because that team needed a peacemaker, and that's who he was. A uh, lot of alphas, a lot of alpha, alpha males. Go I, to. I obviously didn't, while we're doing it, I didn't get to see any of their press conferences right. or anything, and that I am particularly excited to see. Him and Nikki were tense. Him and Nikki were tense. Um, so go, go tweet at Trev. Thank him genuinely uh, from the Baker community. And... Uh, yeah, man, I the the more I could talk about the deadline all day, every day. Like we we were laughing before we started recording this that, you know, Farm to Fame, they did a, a Juan Soto package episode. Um we talked about it on Talking Yanks. We've been talking about it on Talking Baseball. And normally I'm not that like in, in my head I hate that because that's what ESPN turned into. But it's not, because we're excited about it. Like, ESPN does that stuff for the clicks, and they just, in my opinion, they lean too far into that. Like, I still, you know, if Jonathan India hits a grand slam, I still want to know about it. And we still get that on Talking Baseball. And we, and we do mention that. Uh, but this is one of the big ones, man. Like, this is... Juan Soto's 23. Whatever team he gets traded to is going to try their damnest to resign him. Whether it's Yankees, Dodgers, Cardinals. Um, you know, it may not happen. If it does, and probably why I'm being so dramatic and yet happy about all this, like, your team just got a Hall of Famer. In their, like, prime, prime Like, your... Years. Like if Juan, if Juan Soto gets traded to the Yankees in the next week, like Juan Soto, Yankee Hall of Famer. On the table. Like, it's almost like 90% done. Sure, there's a 10% chance maybe he doesn't like New York and he leaves in free agency, gets outbid, whatever. But it probably ends with Juan Soto going into the Hall of Fame as a New York Yankee. Like, do you know what that means to us? Like, the way... The way we talk about Bernie Williams, or excuse me, well, the way I talk about mm. Bernie Williams is a little different because my mom said he was my dad. Uh, so that, mm. that, does, that does stuff to a young man. Um, Paul O'Neill. Had a, how long was Paul O'Neill with the Cincinnati Reds? Without looking, what would you guess? I would guess I, I five years? Know, like at least five, I think. I just typed Reds instead of O'Neill. I, I don't know, it was like a, a decent chunk, I think. Paul O'Neill 
So I could loophole this pretty hard. He's got one, two, three, four, five. He's got six real seasons, an 84 game rookie season. He did appear in games the he two seasons before that, but, but five games and three games. So I won't do it for this exercise. But, you know, Paul O'Neill had a career age 24 through 29 with the Cincinnati Reds. Think about how revered he is in Yankee history. Like they're retiring the number this year, finally. And he had like all star games in. Cincy. Yeah, he had one all-star game in Cincy. He ended up having four with New York. Uh, Paul O'Neill is not a Hall of Famer. He's not a borderline Hall of Famer. He probably should have been in our Hall of, like, really good draft. Did we miss that? I don't think we ever did, like, a, a Hall of really good draft. We've done some... He was too good for, like, our mid-draft. Right. And he was obviously way too good for our, like, actually bad players draft. Interesting. Um, so like, that, that'll happen this offseason. Bernie, Neil, Bernie Williams, I'm... Bias, I could give you sort of a Hall of Fame argument. It pertains to center fielders and, and what he did and what he was a part of. Jorge Posada, I could do the same thing amongst catchers and his hitting and what that was a part of. Paul O'Neill, I cannot. Uh, he had a really, he had a really, a crazy good career. But just n- not quite there. Not but. Hall of Fame-ish. In Yankees lore, he's loved. There's obviously some other reasons tied to that. I mean, just his intensity, the way he played, it endears yourself to the city of New York. Juan Soto, the Dodger, is a Hall of Famer. Juan Soto, the Cardinal. Like, you're retiring a number. The man is going in the Hall of Fame if they lock him up. And you say that for any team. But that's where you can almost never say that in baseball. Like even There's never been, like, more of a guarantee on a guy this young. Like, Mussina went in without a team, right? That was the whole thing? Yeah, he, like, couldn't pick. Because he, he had a so really scored. strong Baltimore career. He hit free agency. He was a free agent, right? And then he went to yeah. the Yankees, and he had a really strong career there. He couldn't pick. Juan Soto, the national stuff is cool. He's got the ring. He's, he's been there while he's really young. This guy's got, like, 15 more years. 12 on the lowest end? like, yeah. um, <laughs> that, And that would be like, he's he, a legend that calls it quits early because he just didn't feel like it He just turned down a 14-year extension? Yeah. Something like that? So, like, your team, your franchise is getting a Hall of Famer that your nieces, nephews, son are going to, like, idolize. Uh, so that's what makes it so special. I mean, the stuff on the field is cool, but also just the ripple effects of that. Like, if Juan's, again, I'll do this one more time. I'm a Yankees fan, and that's fine. I admit that. If Juan Soto got traded to the Yankees, my next question would be, what number is he going to be? Yeah. Because it's going to be the last time a Yankee wears that number, probably. Barring either A, the non-extension, which who knows? There's wiggle room there, or, I don't know, something absolutely crazy. Like, that number would be retired. Juan Soto, the Yankee, it'd be the last time I watch a Yankee wear that number. Presumably, it'd be 22 available. Yeah, right? Might as well. Who knows? Maybe he wants to start a new chapter. Good. 33. Greg Bird. Yeah. Might get it back from him. Um, So. Got to wrestle it from Tilo first. (laughs) Yeah. They can negotiate that. Uh, I think he's going to be able to afford that. He is the reason this whole trade deadline is exciting. 
I wonder if we're getting blinded by optimism of that he actually will be traded because maybe he won't for for all the reasons we mentioned. Um, but yeah, I mean a normal ramp back up again in the off season, like we said. A pretty normal trade deadline is Will- Wilson Contreras, Ian Happ, Luis Castillo, and, and maybe a couple other sneaky ones potentially. Uh, Juan Soto changes everything, and that's why we're not even. No one in baseball is actually dreaming Otani. That would be, I guess that's where I'm finding my solace. If we were truly clickbait throughout our company, farm to fame, Wake and Jake, talking baseball, talking Yanks, we could do an Otani trade episode that people would probably click it. But that's just not real. Nobody fully believes in that to happen. Nobody does. Soto's real. Soto's real. So very much could happen, and and you got to talk about it this much, like in... The modern era, there's, there hasn't been a baseball trade like this. I mean, the only one we've been able to compare it to is Miguel Cabrera, which was almost 20 years ago. Yeah. So and Twitter didn't exist. By the Podcast way. didn't exist. Still playing. Still playing. He outlat. We talked about Andrew Miller, Cameron Mabin. They had very nice and long careers. Yeah. Miguel Cabrera outlasted them. Yeah. Homered last night. Yeah. So his... uh. Yeah, his first couple years in Detroit are pretty good. Nine, <laughs> nine years. Pretty silly. Nine years, uh, average 325, 405, 977 OPS, 34 homers a year. 153 games a year. My guy was out there. Uh, and that's with one year with 119. So he, he was playing. Uh, so that's why it is so exciting. Let's hope it happens. Uh, and maybe we'll get some... We'll probably, if, if it does, there's going to be a talking baseball, maybe a talking Yanks. And I guess to hide my Yankiness a little bit, I'm rooting for Juan Soto so much to be traded that pretty much as long as it's not Boston with an asterisk of the Mets if they join the Yankees division in two years. Hmm. If he gets traded to the Cardinals, I am so psyched for baseball in that organization. Dodgers stings a little bit, but it's still kind of badass. That's a super team. Uh, so I'll, I'll be honest; I don't want them to end up in Houston. Yeah, they're not super rumored lately, but every team is in. Yeah, Their team kind of remotely competitive right now, and Houston's more than that. You change your plans for Juan Soto. Yeah, you change your plans for Juan Soto. Uh, speaking of, uh, I mentioned. Floorball on the YouTube. You should go check that out. Our episode of Wake and Jake yesterday, one of the most listened to in a while, and that's because this whole thing's so hot in the damn streets. Um, so let's see what we've got in the comments. I asked you guys to bake the algorithm, uh, leave a comment, Create a sports discussion. Create any discussion. Leave a comment. Hit the like button. Share with a friend. Uh, it all helps bake the algorithm. Um, let's see. Joe Rowley, awesome name, said, Need Soto or Benintendi and Castillo. Anything else is a major, major disappointment. I'm assuming Joe Rowley's talking about the Yankees. Uh, the, the Yankees' needs have been highlighted. I mean... This season, and it's why Jom's been so hot on it, for the Yankees, has almost been the perfect to fire up a huge deadline 
Like, you have a historic start. The team looks so good. It's got a really good chance to be a World Series year. And then the three weeks leading up to the, the trade deadline, your weaknesses are being highlighted and circled. Like, the starting pitching is worn out. The relief pitching depth isn't there. You still need one more bat in the lineup. Um, so, yeah, Yankee fans have really high expectations. I wonder, and again... MLB, make the trade deadline show. It would be the most watched show in baseball history. Um, let's fire that out. Um, man, uh, Matthew Nauer, who leaves a lot of comments, I'm not going to read it out loud. Uh, he does critique my floorball game. So, uh, I'm not going to read those words. Thank you for watching. <gasps> I just don't like what you said. Just straight up, dude. I, I'm not saying it's wrong. I just, just don't. Just because it's wrong doesn't mean that it's right. I don't, I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to read that. Um, all right. And then we usually wrap up with bro of the night. Um, you know what? I'm going to do a cop out. Because I gen I just didn't have one prepared today, and I'll give it to Trev. Mm. Good guy. We mentioned uh, mentioned L.A. in our party. He um, what Trev didn't realize, uh, being in L.A. It's kind of one of those things. If if anyone's ever been to a bachelor party in their hometown or something like that, it ends up taking away from it a little bit because you're not getting the full experience. Like, you know, instead of Trev, and this isn't a shot at him at all. He's got a family and kids. You know, instead of him hanging out at the house with us late night, like he will next year in Seattle, he was like, oh, well, I'm going to go home to my family. Um, that being said, we had a blast, and he brought a uh, our, our JM party on Sunday night. He brought a lot of his neighborhood, which is a lot of, a lot of cool L.A. people that, that definitely add to the environment. So uh, Trevor Plouffe, bro of the night, tweeted him. Apes? Suppose it's un unfair to give this person a bro of the night, but it's sort of just and I think we're gonna talk about him on on talking yanks after this. I don't know. I'm, I'm I've been thinking a lot today about Lou Trevino. Ooh, okay. Trevino. It's a name his Yankee numbers fans could get behind, huh? His numbers this year. Awful. Really? And he got a save against the Astros last night, but still gave up a run. Like he has an ERA in the high sixes. But I was reading some stuff and like the stuff on his pitches grades out better than it ever has. And hmm. he has incredibly bad like Babbitt luck. Because hmm. the A's just went from having two gold glovers on the corners to not them. Not them. And Tony Kemp plays a lot more second base than previous years when he's better suited in the outfield at this point. Hmm. They have kind of like a historically bad defense around him. And he's on a bad team where nothing really matters. Sure. And I just don't know what to make of any of it. Because okay. he was really good really recently for, for a while. Like, I think he was drafted in our, like, reliever draft with Jerry last fall. Mm. And, like, like he's he's a good pitcher. Yeah, the K percentage is up with fastball velo. I went to the wrong Trevino. Damn. But yeah. I, just, I really don't know what to make of any of it. And, like, the A's will trade him. Throws a sinker. Um, 
Which in Yankees land. Might need to just get somewhere that matters and Matt Blake fixes something. Yeah, I mean, a reliever changing environments, I, I can always get talked into that. He he has, <laughs> as a, if the Yankees got him, I'd rather he not be the only reliever you get just because of the year he's having. But, like, it was like a crazy Babbitt number. Okay. Like, like, I think his Babbitt on ground balls is in, like, the high threes. That's unheard of. I feel like the Oakland trades. I feel like the Oakland trades are going to happen soon. I think some yeah. team, some team is going to say, okay. the Pirates have opened up." So some team is going to say, "I'm out on Luis Castillo. Um, I'm out on Juan Soto. Let's go to Oakland and get Montes or get a reliever or get whoever Sam they, Mall. They're going to trade." They're also going to trade like kind of literally anybody with any value, right. so you can you could swing two guys within the same trade, like a like Yankees Twitter, I Mariano mean, and him in the same tra- and Trevino in the same the trade. year the year and a half trade for other teams that they like doing before the deadline for Oakland it's kind of the two and a half because they don't have to pay that guy another year, and in theory you get more value, which is kind of how Oakland builds their team. So like. That's where I would love if Loriano got traded. I had the sick thought the other day. I was going to say it on Talking Baseball. I didn't. And it would be a great baseball story if it happened. I would hate it. I would hate it. They traded, uh, or no, the Mariners traded with them last year. Loriano on Houston mm-hmm. would be a perfect fucking <laughs> fit baseball-wise, personality-wise. He got into a fight with that whole team, if you remember that. So that would be some good drama. If nothing else, it's funny. It'd be funny. It'd be fun. It's a kind of bat that like he fits in perfectly. I would you can put hate him at the him. bottom of that lineup. God, I'd hate him in Houston. And I would love him on the Yankees if he's available. But we will see. Uh, and we will see you guys next Monday, the day before the deadline. The action should already be started breaking. Man, I just saw my trending page uh, on Twitter, and it's Juan Soto, DL Hall. The big Orioles pitching prospect and Bednar, um, the reliever for the Pirates. So fantastic! Uh, I think in a week, uh, or a little less than a week for us, we should have a lot to get into, and it's going to be crazy for talking baseball, talking Yanks, and everything. Thank you guys. Enjoy the weekend. Maybe you'll be hearing from us on some front. I'm sure you will. And. Thanks, Trevor Plouffe, and Bake the Algorithm, and watch everything on John Boy Media, Weekly Dumb, Late Night Compound Sesh, Ian Happ, Last Compound as a Cub, I don't know, Farm to Fame, Talking Baseball, Morning with John Boy, and everything on Amp, Talking Yanks, you guys are the absolute best, we will see you soon, holy smokes, give me a soda tray. Wake and Jake at night. Let's do it. Jake sucks.